Hello, everybody. This is Betty Markham with Surviving Life. You know, everyone has a story, and by sharing ours, hopefully we can help each other. Let's begin. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Surviving Life. I'm your host, Betty Markham. Today, I'm going to talk about a research I've been kind of doing over the holidays, starting Thanksgiving. It's about social media, meaning Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. Anything that gives you a life out there with other people that you're watching or seeing. Um, back when I was growing up, there was no such thing as connecting through Facebook and seeing other people's lives on a daily basis. We watched TV, leave it to be their beaver, Father Snow's Best, and Dr. Sh- I think it's Dr. Marcus Shelby, I can't remember, but I remember watching just I Love Lucy every morning, and it was a simple life. You know, and simplicity sometimes can be very wonderful. Our children and our grandchildren, they're not going to know what that is. They're not going to know how to create their own life and not worry about what other people are doing. We were never connected in a personal level that Facebook has connected us now as far as seeing into other people's lives. And you know, they've done research, and it's really not the life that you see is necessarily the real life on Facebook. It is, uh, what am I trying to say? It's a... uh, They want to present themselves maybe in a different way than they really are. Do you really see the real person? I don't know. Uh, But there's an image. And we didn't have that. We didn't know what the neighbors were doing unless we went to visit the neighbors. We didn't know what the people up north were doing unless... Well, I mean, we just never did. We didn't know anything about crimes, really, unless we saw it on the news and it was local, unless it was something catastrophic. We really weren't all connected like we are now. They've done a study, and I have anxiety terribly. I always have my whole life. And I found out, okay, if I did not look at social media and I just listened to my daily podcast uh, that I listen to for spiritual uplifting, I have a couple of people I follow daily, and I listen to devotionals, and spiritual uplifting music, which music has always uplifted me. I found out that my day started a lot better than looking at everyone's life. How many times have you, you know, gotten up in the morning, or you could be laying in bed, and the first thing you do is grab your phone, and you start scrolling through TikTok, or you check your Facebook, Facebook account or Instagram or anybody that's on social media. I know that my children say that they wake up immediately and look at their phones and they do that for about an hour before they get up. Okay, I started keeping a journal because I love to write how I felt for a week not looking at social media and only allowed myself 30 minutes at night to just kind of look and see what's happening but not get, use it as a crutch to have a life or to see what everybody else is doing. Because let's say that you're shut in. I'm a caregiver, 
And let's say that I had dreams and aspirations of traveling to Europe. Well, then all of a sudden, you know, I've forgotten about that. I don't think about it like I used to. My husband and I have made a life for ourselves and the life that we have now. You adjust and you make a new life. And our parents did it. My grandparents did it. You make a life in the life you have and it's your life. And it's your private life and what you do. And then all of a sudden, you get on Facebook, which I had not been on for a week as far as just looking and getting off. I want uh, what they call surfing the internet. I don't know. My children have a word for it. And if you see someone that is over in Europe, and that was always your dream to go, or you see someone on a wonderful Tahiti vacation, you're going, is there a twin to twinge of jealousy? Do you go, oh, I wish I could do that? Well, research found out, I started doing a research myself, for people with anxiety or depression, it can make it worse because you actually see people living a life that is glamorous, so you think, and they've even got it in psychiatrist journals and psychological, not psychological, not um there, what, what is it, a psychologist, have talked about it. Um, I've listened to several podcasts on social media and the way it affects people's mental health. And is it a good thing? Yes, it's a very good thing for shut-ins. It's a very good thing for the elderly that really have no one, and they are shut-in. And to be able to connect and see their grandchildren or their great-grandchildren and to see their friends they haven't seen in 40 years, yeah, that's a good thing. For someone that cannot get out, they're shut in, and they depend on somebody else to come get them or to bring them their food. Or just like my husband, who is a stroke victim, he loves social media. He loves getting on Facebook because he loves seeing people because he is closed off in his mind, and he has his little world that is up there, and I I don't exactly know what's going on in his mind because he can't see he's nonverbal. But he loves to laugh and smile and look at people. So it is good for a lot of people. But I think it's bad for a lot of people that use it as a crutch for life because instead of making a life, they're living their life through other people. When they can get up and make a life for themselves and do things, Get outside, walk, smell the fresh air, do crafting, art, gardening. What were the things that you think about it? Before social media happened, I thought about this. In 2006 is when social media became, no, 2009, actually for adults. For college students, it was earlier than that. They were actually on social media, and Facebook was mainly for the college students to connect and talk and My children wouldn't even allow me to look at it with them when they were on it. I'd go, what is that, Facebook? Well, then other people, adults and um, outside of college students were now getting on Facebook. It was really kind of odd. And it all started when they wanted to start connecting with each other for class reunions was one of the main reasons in the beginning. Uh, They had a a way to connect and keep up with their a 10-year reunion, a 20-year reunion, and that's really how adults started getting on social media. 
and then it led to the children's parents that got on social media, and it was just a, a domino effect. Everybody started getting on it. Even the elderly started getting on it. When I mean elderly, I'm not young, but I'm talking about the late 80s. People literally in the late 80s and early 90s were getting on Facebook. Well, think about before 2009. What did we do when we would wake up in the morning? Well, I wrote down what I did. Okay, in 2009, I would get up pronto at a certain time. I'm pretty punctual, and I'm never late. I know that's not the norm, but that's just me. I'm always 45 minutes early wherever I go, and I'm uh, never late. If I am, it's pretty serious. Well, I've never been late, and um, I'm sure that's going to happen. One day I'll be late, but uh, I'm not a late person. So I always set my alarm at 5.30, and I would get up, and I would go down stairs, fix some breakfast for me and my husband, get some coffee, orange juice, which I don't drink coffee now, um, and take a shower, get dressed, start my day. I'd go to work, go to the post office, do my typical working woman thing, and, uh, no one talked about social media. There was no such thing. I didn't know what the neighbors were doing, the my friends were doing. I didn't know what anybody was doing. I think some people started getting on classmate.com, and they would kind of talk. And I think there was a time there I remember people having, what was that called? MySpace. They would do MySpace, and it really wasn't connecting. Well, they did connect with a few people, but it was kind of making a media page that was just kind of pictures uh, coming back and forth and posting pictures. And it, that may have been the start of social media, actually, was um, MySpace. I remember my children would show me their MySpace page, and I just thought it was so cute because I really didn't look at other people. I looked at what was on their page and how they would do these little film, almost videos of their life, and it was really cute. It had music and their favorite artists and bands, and I loved watching their creations. My two daughters were majoring in um, broadcast journalism and public relations, and so they were always doing real creative stuff, and I loved watching that. But for myself, nope. It was work. What am I going to have for lunch? What am I going to have for dinner? Uh, getting my work done, going to the grocery store like clockwork, there was no such thing as pickup. Uh, there was no such thing as delivery. If you wanted something, you planned it. Your life was full with, let me think, I've got to go get this, this, and this, and I've got to start dinner at this time. Do I, If I'm going to put it in the crock pot, which became a phenomenon that everybody needed a crock pot because we could put our meals on at 6 o'clock in the morning, prepare it, get dressed, and we would have dinner when we came home at night. Uh, but that was our life. And then we would come in at night and we would, you know, get our dinner ready, undress, get ready for the night, have a leisurely, you know, sit down, talk. And we didn't really talk about our day. We just kind of talked. And 
if the children, when they were young and they were here, we would kind of ask them, you know, what were they doing at school and who's dating who and stuff like that. It was a lot of conversation going on. But since social media has happened to my grown children that now have children of their own and I will next year be a great-grandmother, they, they don't even answer my calls. If most of the time it's, I have one particular daughter that does answer my calls. I probably drive her nuts. But I have, most of my children don't answer at all or immediately end it or will call me back an hour later, hey, mom, did you need something? One particular daughter is so ADD like me, she never calls me back. Um, And then she'll go, why do you keep calling? Well, obviously there's a reason. I wouldn't be calling you. Hello. And then, you know, at our age, we might go, well, I can't remember. You know, it's been three hours, so I'm really wondering myself, what did I call you about? Oh, let me think. The the third, the fourth, or the fifth child, I think they answered and answered my question. I may have been asking. Maybe I needed something. Maybe they got it. I don't know because I can't remember. That's how long it's been since you've called me back. Now, that's life today. And we didn't have telephones. We didn't have cell phones. We had a landline. And I remember when my husband and I got rid of our landline, I thought that was tragic to not have a landline. I'd called my mother every day of my life till she passed away on a landline. She had a landline. And then we don't have cable anymore. We have Hulu. Netflix, Apple TV, HBO Max. That's what we watch now. We don't watch cable. That's just a thing of the past. Everybody, I'm telling you, life is changing so fast and so quickly, but I believe the world was much happier spending less time on Facebook to look at other people's lives or to create a life that really isn't real and your anxiety if you take a break from social media looking at people's pages and comparing yourself because you can be extremely happy and then see someone doing something that you wish you could be doing or you thought about doing and you know you can't or maybe you can't afford it or your lifestyle just won't permit you to do it and your mood's going to change And if you spend less time on it, take a journal and say, I'm just going to spend and really set to it. I'm only going to spend 30 minutes and I'm going to do it at this particular time of the day. But don't wake up first thing in the morning and let that be your guide. Well, that's just what I'm doing. I can't tell you what to do. But I have decided that I'm not going to let that be my guide first thing in the morning. I did it for a week. Let me do it. At night, after I have watched TV, after I have had my dinner, watched my shows, done the important things in my home, bought the groceries, um, talked to the neighbors, things that are socially connecting but not on social media, then you may can look at it, wish somebody a happy birthday, but the less time you spend on Social media, well, me, somebody with an anxiety disorder or tends to be depressed or 
OCD, I found that for me, not for you, but for me, it has helped my anxiety and helped me not to think what I don't have or what I wish I had. And when you're not doing those things, you tend to, or I do, count my blessings of what I do have and to count all the little things that are so important that I take for granted that social media takes away from. Just little bitty things that keep your mind on what you're doing in the reality and not outside of your reality. And your reality is what you're living, what you see, what you can touch, feel, and you're doing every day. And I found out that too much social media was taking me away from what I really, really lived in. And I can't live through other people's lives, not with my disorder and my anxiety and depression and OCD and all the things that I worry about and tend to worry about and try to conquer, and I'm still working on it. So for me, I found out that that helps me in surviving life. Give me some tips on what helps you surviving life. You know, some people say, a shot of tequila. I go, well, I'm not really sure I need to be doing that. So this is Betty Markham, and we'll talk later. Well, if you made it this far, thank you for listening to another episode of Surviving Life. I'm your host, Betty Markham. If you're interested in sharing your story, please contact me at bettymarkham529 at aol.com. Thanks for listening.